Just like that, we're psyched up. And uh, we're going to go ahead and be uh, unpetty. Cue the motherfucking theme music. Welcome back to Unpetty, kids. As always, I am, I guess, Lucas, for better or for worse. And I'm Becca. And Uh, this is Unpetty. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Caught a vibe. Oh, <laughs> so Becca's discovered meet me at our spot. I discovered um, it. Just been stuck in my head for forty eight to seventy two hours. <laughs> She's been letting the girls know. Today was the only day. Like literally, been waking up with it in my head. Today was the only day I didn't wake up with it's it. It's a my great head. song. Willow and her friend really freaked it. They really freaked it. They really freaked it. Meet me at our spot. He said. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I will not say that on the podcast. <laughs> just kidding. Actually, just kidding. I had an opinion about Willow's voice that will only be shared privately. So sorry, kids. But just know that the, uh, the general opinion is good job, Willow's voice. Good job, Willow and her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, hey. Maybe are you coming for the ride? <laughs> Are, are you coming for the ride on this episode of uh, Unpetty, mm-hmm. Huntington's greatest and um, most silly podcast? Yes, <laughs> that's for sure. The silliest podcast hey. in the entire world. Hey. I'm just going to jump into it. How are you? How are you, Lucas? Tell me, tell me, tell me, please. How am I? Yeah. God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me sort of count the ways. How am I? I'm okay. One one thousand. As always, as always, looking for a better job in a terrible job market. But other than that, I'm doing great. Yeah. Um, I'm in love and it's scary. Yeah, you are. I'm in love and it's scary. Yeah, you are. So I don't know. I don't know what to do with all of that energy. That's so new. That's so new. You're in love and it's new. It's terrifying. Yeah. Anyone who out there who's uh, experienced sort of what we would call love sort of write in and let me know give me uh, any tips a crazy little thing called love and this thing it's Uh fucking terrifying yeah Um, so i'm sort of navigating that um doing well that's exciting yeah yeah Yeah. how are you my baby doll i'm good it's been like a chaotic week how so well, first of all, <laughs> we still got fleas, baby. We still got fleas. That's actually what Fleabag was about. That's what I keep calling Gabby, my cat, every time I look at her. Mm-hmm. Because she looks just like Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And then I remember that this flea infestation, it'll pass. Uh, it'll pass. It'll pass. Uh, <laughs> shout out Andrew Scott, the hot priest. Please. Uh, uh, um, but yeah, fleas constantly battling that i've been a little bit depressed i think i realized Mm -hmm. at the end of this week i was like oh i've been kind of like a shit not really doing anything i think the flea infestation has a lot to do with. i'm sure i'm sure it's the fleas and the fact that it gets dark at 3 p.m you know what 
You're right. Yeah. <laughs> that does have a lot to do with it. Yeah. That I'm guzzling some, me. some vitamin D3s, which I can't recommend enough. I would, uh, I would love some vitamin D, if you know what I mean. Oh, like dicks. <gasps> yeah. Oh, no, oh. like Dish Network. <laughs> oh, that looks like a dick. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dicks? I went on a 22 hour long date. You did. Again. Not everyone can say that. Not everybody can say a 22 hour long date, but I can. And apparently it went great because mm-hmm. it lasted for 22 hours. Yeah, it went well. Although it is scary because the last time I had a date this long, it was like 17 and a half hours long, and I ended up being in a four and a half year relationship with them. So you never know. I'm not trying for that. <laughs> That's not the goal. But it is fun. We're out here. We're having fun. Yes. And then Friday was fun because we celebrated producer Aiden's birthday. How producer Aiden had a another rotation around the sun. God bless. Thank God. 24 years. 24 turns around the old earth. I'm dying of old age, but I'm happy for him. <laughs> yeah. God bless. Speaking of old age, it was so difficult to um, also have gone out to celebrate a 24 year old's birthday and then go out the next night for heck yeah fest oh yes how was heck yeah fest heck yeah fest was good heck yeah how was you? <laughs> i wasn't there for nearly as as long as you were i was there for maybe two or three hours but i had a lovely time the bands were all great natural rat was incredible mm-hmm. i'm sorry that i missed our, our brother jang Launchpad that oh. we had on our pod a few episodes ago but i've seen clips and he was an absolute rock star. Launchpad killed it. Natural Rat killed it. Completely. I said to Kelsey Cannon, I said, Phoebe Bridgers who? <gasps> Maggie Rogers who? Hoonst. I hope she appreciated that. Brandy Carlisle where? <laughs> <laughs> where? <laughs> you were um, selling t-shirts, were you not? I was selling t-shirts for Exclaim Records for the first two hours as a means to get into Heck Yeah Fest for free. Absolutely. I'm broke. <laughs> oh yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. But it's cool. I sold one t-shirt to Paige Looney, fan of the pod. Shout out, Paige. Friend of the pod. Shout out, Paige. Yeah. We ruined Alice Ripley for her. She says it when I see her now, and I feel bad. I mean, babe, we're just we're reporting, just reporting the, the news. We're I don't know what to tell the you. News. So sorry. So sorry. I miss the mountains. <laughs> no, no. That not. was for you, Paige. <laughs> that was for Paige. Boots. Okay. Are we ready girly, for anything else? To, girly, I mean, what I'm ready for. What I'm ready for is to introduce our goddamn special guest. Good. The Queen of Huntington. I'm hankering. Period. The Queen of Huntington. Yes. Shall we introduce her? Shall we bring her on? Let's bring her on. Okay. Let's welcome to your ears. Bunny Money! Hello, Unpetty. Hello. Hello, Bunny Money. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm really uh, joyed to do it. <laughs> the first time we ever met you, we said, will you be on our podcast? And I said, yeah! This is a full circle moment. I'm glad we, we finally made it happen. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Very yes, happy. Yes. How was uh, Heck Yeah Fest for you? Yeah. Oh, it was a heckin' good time. Love that. It was quite a rush. It, um, You've been busy. It was a big day. Yep. I did a pop-up shop with my fashion brand, Loved by Erica, yes. Appalachian Streetwear. <laughs> and I even brought my sewing machine and a table. So that was fun to do a little sewing. Had the rack up. Saw, like, 
a ton of people enjoyed all the music i would say stellar event five cigarettes five cigarettes out of ten out of five. Oh, out of five. Oh, oh my wow. god! Which is great because I found a cigarette by the stage last night inside. Nice. Yeah, American Spirit. Oh, um, ooh. So, okay, someone rich really <laughs> let a Lucy go. Mm-hmm, I guess exactly. American Spirit. My God. Loved by Erica, though. Loved by Erica. Can How we did get you into do? it? It's so your <laughs> shit is so cute. It we is all so gotta check cute. this shit out. Thank you. Thank How you. did you learn to sew? How did you get into that whole world? Oh well. My mom was very crafty, is very crafty, and so growing up, she always made our Halloween costumes and our clothes. I remember going to Joanne's a lot as a kid because my mom uh, didn't like that children's clothes were becoming like weird and baby brat sexy, and so she (laughs) made sure to dress us right. (laughs) And so we had long shorts and full T-shirts and uh, a lot of like wacky shorts and so I had a lot of fun picking out fabric as a kid doing that and um, so then I got more serious about sewing for myself when I was in high school and things like prom and winter formal and homecoming like those dances were happening and like I think it's calmed down the culture maybe a little bit to mm-hmm. be more like cocktail party party vibes from the young folks I've kind of seen more recently, at least maybe for homecoming. I don't know. But, you know, my scene was hardcore. Like people would just spend hours uh, during free time in class, like looking online at like photos of like, oh my God, I'm going to get this one because there's not a lot of places to shop around here Mm -hmm. and so it was a big deal about making sure you had a dress that no one else had that was special and different and if two people which always happened wore the same dress it was a fiasco embarrassing yeah i would never show my face in public again yeah and so i wanted to have really exciting party dresses for these kind of things as a teenager uh, my mom was like, well, that's stupid. You're a kid and you're going to wear this once. And like, who do you think you are <laughs> kind of thing? And so she's like, you can have 50 bucks to go shop like the sale rack at JCPenney. Or you can have 50 bucks to go to Joann's and get whatever fabrics and things you want. And I was like, all right, that. And so I took the Joann's route and kind of never looked back. And it's that. just been like a quest for party ever since in every way oh my god i love that it's perfect for you too you're such like a an individualist i think maybe Absolutely. it's the leo in you but i think <laughs> well, I, I think that's like such a cool thing to be able to express yourself in your like uniqueness yes. thank you a custom girly deserves custom outfits oh, i appreciate you all maybe it is the leo factor i know i see a fellow fire sign in the room so mm-hmm. yep yep Sight on sight. You? Sight on sight. Yeah. Oh, hey. Two Leos on the pod today. Watch out. Oh, I'm terrified. <laughs> You're a Leo. Libra, you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, do you have any, like, fashion influences? Like, celebrity or people in your life? I, um, Love by Erica is actually influenced by three very specific design influences. One is nudie cohen who did nudie suits those 
kind of cocaine country like ice cream colored suits with the embroidery like big designs all yeah, over them like that. very iconic like early tv country music and so i always really loved his um big designs but they were still always fancy and uh, of course his relationship to the music scene is important to me as well so nudie um and then I'm also really into Betsy Johnson, and that's the party girl, you know, cartwheeling down the runway. And I love that she's, you know, her brand's so big now, but she's always joyfully tacky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really like the aggression there that kind of underlies her glossy side yeah and she, she is very fuck you to the fashion world sometimes yeah it's aggressive I aggressively like yeah people yeah. are like you're not classy and she's like i know yeah, that's the point babe yeah it's like over here more is more she's like but it's fun <laughs> yeah and so i really vibe with that yeah i can fully and see that influence yeah thank you yes her spirit um and then my third greatest fashion influence is ralph lauren and or Loren, if you're you know, <laughs> if you know reading a magazine, <laughs> and uh, so he is really the OG of founding the sense of American glamour because before him, uh, all high fashion and sort of the trickle down was very Euro influenced and imported from the French Italian scenes. And he was someone who was like, Hey, you know what? Let's define American glamour and what that can be and so that kind of goes off into western wear and also Mm -hmm. yacht culture and all Mm -hmm. these things he actually got started selling neckties he's really self-made like his idea was uh skinny ties were in vogue and he's like well what if we go wide and wacky patterns eventually and all these things and so he started from just neckties and getting them placed in department stores door to door in new york oh my god that's great yeah yeah so i'm getting a lesson yeah and uh so then you know he grows his brand and he's really uh such an inspiring entrepreneur and this leads to his relationship with like the 90s hip-hop scene of like polo and of course i'm into hip hop as well and like the rappers like his american glamour entrepreneurial spirit and like the whole boosting scene and um i love that as well yeah. so i think shout that's out. great those are i mean i need to look up the first one tbh but like i, I like, like those and i love the name nudie too. i'll definitely be looking uh-huh. that up yeah i'd be looking up nudies a lot be, i think be you'll enjoy them. it the colors are just spectacular and he's You'll know as soon as you see it. You'll be like, "Oh yes." Is it like a pastel kind of thing with like embroiders on the colors? Oh, sometimes it's that's what I'm envisioning. Very um, '70s, like big graphics. I love that. Yeah, let's let's. Do I'm looking quick... it up. Yeah, what's his name again? Nudie, nudie, what? Nudie Cohen. Nudie Cohen. Here. Andy Cohen. Yeah, watch what happens. This thing. Oh. Like oh. Dolly are and so Porter dope. Wagner and that kind of scene. Okay, this shit is Iconic, dope. right? Completely yes. iconic. I, I love that. So, yeah, I love applique. And part of, like, my what I want to do with fashion is sort of, like, um, update the home sewing idea. Like... 
I hope someone does try and rip off my shit because that means the only way you can do it is to hand make it yourself too. Mm -hmm. And then I'm happy for you. Yeah. And you should, and then you'll, you know, all you'll want to do is make your own shit after that. Yeah. And yeah. run and try your own stuff out. And mm -hmm. so I, I hope to encourage people to embrace doing what you can at home, like without industrial equipment. And like sometimes, yeah, I could change out part, machine parts or do different needles or like I could do things a more by the book way. But like I like speed sewing because I did theater and like. Oh, yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. The show must go on. Yeah. It's sort mm -hmm. of just the all night like, ah. So I also like to see how much I can sew as fast as I can, uh -huh. which I think is counter to a lot of uh, designers, yeah. I'd say. Do you work the best under pressure? No. <laughs> <laughs> Self-imposed pressure? I mean, um, I feel like the day is not complete if I haven't done a little bit of sewing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of something I like to spend my time doing. Um, a productive queen. A productive DIY queen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's very satisfying, and it's a particular kind of feeling satisfied that I only feel if I've finished a project, and so I'm always you know, happiest if I can finish one shirt in one day or, like, one project and go start to finish in one little sesh or one day or something. Because it's so easy to have unfinished projects laying around and I'll be, like, crank on it for, like, 48 hours and then set it down for three weeks. And, like, mm -hmm. all it needs is to, like, have the buttons and the pockets put on and then it's done. Yeah. You know, it's, like, so close. So, I don't know. I like the kind of, like, High-intensity crafting. <laughs> High-intensity crafting. That's an incredible marketing term, first off. Frantic. Yes. All right, Bunny, do you mind if we take a quick break and be right back? I'd love to take a break. We'll see you kids in a minute. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to Unpeddy with special guest Bunny Money. Welcome back, Bunny Money. How are you? After I'm that great. Break. <laughs> I'm refreshed. Refreshed. Feeling Love refreshed. Sorry for any technical difficulties that we may have experienced, but that's the name of the podcast game, baby. That's the name of the game. We freeze on by. Hey, uh, listen, I want to talk about the first time we saw Bunny Money perform. Can we do it? Yeah. Oh, my God. The first time we saw her perform was at Black Sheep, mm -hmm. and I was with Mr. Awful. And it was the first time that I'd seen or heard of the song In the Couch, mm -hmm. new single. Hypnotizing from the jump. Hypnotizing from the jump. I saw you across the bar and I said, who is that? Because you were the only cool bitch dressed up. And I was <laughs> like, I want to know who that Lisa Frank girl is. And then you got on stage and started singing lyrics like sucking on a chili dog outside the Tasty Freeze. In a sensual way. And I said, okay, we have to be friends. <laughs> Oh, and it was our, our very first, like, public outing slash yeah. concert since the pandemic. And it, we couldn't have chosen a better one. Yeah, you really brought us out back into the light again. So thank you for that. Thank you very much. How was that I, night for you? Uh, that was awesome. Yeah. That was the first time I hit the stage with Mr. Awful and Friends. And we had a lot of fun. That was a really, really special, great show. And the start of kind of a snowball that's just 
gonna roll and roll and roll yeah well we've had some mr awful drama here on this pod but we're gonna put it aside and celebrate the mr awful and friends (laughs) so what's been going on with you guys there what have you guys been working on oh well um we did the music video and we have a show coming up at Rollarama. We're doing a Christmas party with Mr. Awful Lil Dill and your girl Bonnie Money. Yeah. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we have some other shows in the works for upcoming months as well that we're pretty excited about. Nice. Yeah. What, um,. Like, what got you involved with them? And, like, what what kind of, like, music do you do Tell the pe- for the people? You know, like, give us a taste. Oh. How do my, you describe yourself? Oh, describe Bunny Money? Yeah. Well, I really enjoy comedy rap, and so I want to bring the party and make things that are fun. Because I've had um, a lot of times making... Art for art's sake, but uh, now we're going pop star. Hell yeah. Yeah. Pop star princess of Huntington. (laughs) That's literally what you are. Yeah. I'm stoked on it. I'm really excited to be doing so much stuff now that I'm back in Huntington. I really love being back. And you... Oh, did you have a question? I'm sorry. Did you have... So, you and Mr. Awful collab, you did In the Couch recently. Is it In the Couch or In the Couch? We go T-H-E, formal. Yeah. That's that's the formal way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. But that's um, slaps. Thank you. Um, so, you want the story on how I linked up with my boys? Absolutely. 100. Well, little fact, I was a professor at Marshall in the art department last fall teaching video art and motion graphics and this was during the pandemic so I was living on the horse farm in Fayetteville and teaching remotely and Lil Dill was actually a student in my class and um, so was Caden Tooley who's another excellent video maker and they did that Shalem music video, Renegade, which I just happened to see on my social media come up. And I was like, that slaps. And I was like, hey, those boys, they made this. I know them. Yeah. And so in class, I was like, hey, love that. And then that's kind of how we started talking about music stuff. And Dylan was like, we love Bunny Money. And I was like, oh, no, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> Because uh, I, you know, try to not really talk about it in class much. I don't really lead with that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, it's not, I'm so professional. <laughs> and anyway, so I was like, oh, shoot. And so through starting to listen to Shalem on Spotify, and I was like, whoa, hey, local, love it. Uh, one of his suggested artists or somehow linked up on that was Lil Dill and his Hot Tub Rhyme Machine album and on that was Mr. Awful and that's how I found him and I was like oh my god so I just became like a super Mr. Awful fan at a distance 
and Lil Dill made a lyric video for one of his class projects for one of his own songs, and it was, I want him to drop it so bad. It's really, it cracks me up. He's so clever. Drop that shit, Lil Dill. Yeah, so that uh, class with Dylan in it was last fall, about a year ago, and then he graduated in May, and then around June, I'd come back to Huntington to visit and stuff, and ended up meeting up, and I met Mr. Offlin. I was like, I'm a huge fan! (laughs) And so somehow uh, I'd watched a YouTuber who does like tax updates and uh reporting on like financial news and he said this line at some point who he's talking about climate or something and he's like it's like a sunburn on your lungs and just the sound bite there that's in the beginning of the track i was like all right i think i think we can do something with this and so I was like, hey, Awful, it's just Smoker's song. What do you think about this? And he was like, dope. And then he pulled in Sean Zorager. And the track happened. And then so Awful came up with the hook uh, and sent it to me. And he's like, all right, slap a verse on this baby. And I was like, done. And now we get to just whip that out at all these shows. And... It's a good time. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love that song so much. Thank you. It gets stuck in the head. It really does. <laughs> More Mr. than caught a vibe. <laughs> so Mr. good. Awful. Let's yes. take it let's take it back to square one. Right. <laughs> Where does the name Bunny Money come from? Oh. Uh well, bunnies are my spirit animal and really speak to uh the soft lover but also cartoony i love pop culture and anytime rabbits or bunnies anything you could think of from bugs bunny to playboy to whatever i just really gravitate towards that and then just the you know the animals and their sort of traits they're known for i think are really precious and attractive and what i'm sort of trying to vibe with my art style of being aggressive but soft at the same time and uh, I'm really into the brainwashing power of music and so if you have a message you got to deliver it in a way people want to take it in and so while I do um, just kind of silly party sexy pop kind of trope things to you know, stay in the lane. Mm-hmm. Um, I am trying to work in some other kind of topics um, beyond just like get the bag, shake that ass kind of stuff. <laughs> Though I love it. Talk about huh? What's the topic you'd want to like talk about in your. In your um, I do like talking about the financial system, and uh, things that are like corrupt about the government my passion for anarchy oh, yeah. uh things like that Fuck yeah, bunny. <laughs> Damn. 
Um, and then the money part is like every time people say my name, I want to make a little money. So bunny okay, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little cha-ching in the pocket, uh -huh. you know, as the name expands on everybody's lips, okay. you know. Oh, hopefully that bounces back to me. So it's my little my little love spell on the world. That's a bomb. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> the name on everybody's lips is gonna be Bunny. bunny. <laughs> um so okay, so before we go too far from the weed topic <laughs> in the couch, Indica. Are you an indica person? Are you a sativa person? I prefer sativa. Yes. Absolutely, the productive strain, <laughs> they say. Not in the couch. Yeah, yep, that's my preferred. I like a little pep, a little up, a little zip, a little zing. A little zap, a little zap. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like that hippie eight ball in the morning. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I like that hippie eight ball in the morning. Are you a morning smoker? Do you like get up and all day, every day, baby? Oh yeah, that's, 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 that's my move. preferred. That's the, move. that's the queen right there. When did you start smoking? Oh, uh, I guess college. Yeah. 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 Pretty, pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty typical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. College. I mean, did you have a good experience right off the bat? Um. Yeah. <laughs> I just like talking about weed. <laughs> I mean, you know me. Uh, yeah, it's been good to me ever since. I mean, no complaints really. Yeah, she could be le a little less expensive, but you know, it is what it is. True, true. So, what is your favorite musical project that you've done so far? I know you have a lot coming up the pipeline, but what have you released so far that is like? your magnum opus thus far songs that are out already mm -hmm. um you know i gotta say backyard wrestling Fuck yeah. oh which we got to see performed live for the very first time mm -hmm. not yes to brag, but, but to brag but to brag backyard wrestling is so good thank you yeah that one's my favorite because that song got made for that party. Mm -hmm. It's not just an any party song. That was like a that night, like, I want to make this song for these people tonight because it's going to set the vibe. And um, it was the wrestling party. We love that wrestling party. Such a fun night. It's the, uh, the, <laughs> the queer wrestling party where people just... Uh, Truly, just kindly beat the shit out of each other. In the Very best kind. Way. And, so um, fun. <laughs> and Bunny Money, you were the referee that night for wrestling as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was fun. I'm so stoked. We're trying to have another one pretty soon. And I got a new ref shirt oh, with yeah. sequin stars. And this time I'm going to bring um, my Bluetooth mic, slap that echo on, and really bring oh. it down. Oh, you're Let's bring get it to ready to rumble. I'm so, like... Uh, I'm ready to take it to the next level. Please. That'd be fucking great. Yep. So really stoked on them. And shout out Soraya. Um, yeah, she asked me to perform at the party. And so the whole se second verse is kicked off by 
Sorry, I said it's a low-key rager. Now <laughs> I'm here. I'm looking for a danger. Sarah's <laughs> name was in the song. Mm-hmm. That's so really good. cute. Yeah, so I like getting to shout her out every time. And that I designed it to be a, a low-energy audience participation song because yes. it's got the Ric Flair one, two, woo. One, two, woo. Yeah, and like... Um, it seems like people have fun, and it gives me a chance to breathe. It's so fun. Oh, yeah. I love that song. It is. It brings the party It brings up. a smile to my damn face. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Hell, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was, like, a, that was a taste, too, because I was like, she's going to be performing at my birthday in, like, two weeks. We went from, like, well, you especially went from Stan to, like, now friends. Still stand. Now, of course, still, still stand. stand. We both still stand. But, but now um, we're homies. You were just like... <laughs> now we watch Moonstruck. Yeah. You were just like, Bonnie Money is going to be there. I'm so excited. I'm going to meet I was. Her. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I loved the performance. I had to see it again. It of course. So All of us crammed into a little living room, and you're just, like, fucking doing your thing for... 12 people treating the living room like us like a stadium arena all the world's a stage yep yep sell it to the back of the house baby me okay well i got a question yes hey i got a question do you want to have a slumber party in my basement and also you moved back from la not too not too too long ago (laughs) <laughs> Why? I want to know like the story with LA. Why did you leave? What was it like? Why'd you come back? Hmm. Well, let's see. Story of how I ended up in LA. I uh, went to Cabell Midland High School, and then I went to Marshall University undergrad for theater. And then it came time to graduate, and everyone's like, "Oh, what are you gonna do?" And I was like, "Shoot, hadn't really thought about it." And uh, I was like, I guess I'll go to Los Angeles. I've never been there in my life, but it seems like the time that I should just move there. Oh, okay. So right out of high school? At a college. At a college, okay. And my parents were like, you don't know a single soul out there. You don't have a job. What on earth are you doing? I was like, I don't know. And they're like, how about about just grad school? Just anything that seems purposeful. And I was like, eh, yeah, sure. Whatever gets me out there. That seems good. And so then I just applied to, like, any grad school thing I thought I could get into with a theater undergrad. And that's how I ended up going to Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles for writing and producing for television. And I earned my MFA in that. And it was kind of like a showrunner training program. And it was like a hybrid of the screenwriting department and also some production stuff like so a little bit of everything which was great um experience especially like with theater and so i really am all over the place in terms of uh, my interests and kind of the way i put think about putting projects together is got all these kind of layers crashing together which uh i like a lot yeah and so that was really TV film focused. And so I worked in various gigs around the TV and film space out there. Including American Horror Story, right? Oh, <laughs> um, I didn't work on that show. I worked on Ryan Murphy's show called The New Normal. Oh, The oh, New yeah. Normal. Yeah. yeah, I worked wow. on that. On NBC? <laughs> Not anymore. No, no. Short-lived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I did that. It was one longer-lasting thing. Um, And uh, 
So I also worked in the corporate original stories development department at stars and that was when like 50 cent got his show on there and would like come in for meetings and stuff no, and did. like my friend greg worked at stars the same time really yeah you might have run that's into him may- that's so weird. maybe that's wild huh. yeah um it's crazy people are gigs all over you never know who's crossed yeah. some paths here and there oh, that is so um weird. so i did some of that side of life too um, it was really quiet and not very fun. And the hours are long. Like, I didn't really like the... I think people, what they don't understand about wanting to work in that side of the entertainment industry is, like, the way productions work is, like, probably six days a week for 12-hour days, not uncommon. And then you do that for three to six months and then the plug is pulled and you either have to immediately hop to the next gig or have something lined up or you're unemployed and screwed and it makes people really, really wound and like sure. that side of it is pretty stressful. Have you been keeping up with that like IOTSI uh, stuff that's been going on? The strike? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's a pretty tough lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and so that really didn't really appeal to me about that um i had some uh you know being a lady who's like 22 you don't get a lot of respect in these spaces no though you have an mfa or whatever like no one really cares and uh so it's i don't know the situation didn't really appeal to me i had a mentor who was a lady writer on a comedy show and she was like the only lady in the room Mm -hmm. and she said yeah i just wear my boyfriend's clothes to work and try to look like shit so that no one says anything to me and everyone's just like mean all the time and it's hyper competitive and i was like wow it seems like you really uh are not very happy and she's like yeah (laughs) i was like well like i don't want to fight for that life like i don't really see this being a good long-term lifestyle yeah, for yeah. anyone um lifestyle. and so i didn't enjoy the prospects of working in film and tv and i was still in school at this point and i had a friend who was also uh in the film grad program and he said i'm graduating and i have to find my replacement at my on-campus job, which happens to be office manager type position for this punk rock radio station. I think you should do it. And I was like, that seems good. And so that's how I got involved at KXLU 88.9 FM. And uh, (laughs) I started there as the assistant sort of organizing things behind the scenes and doing stuff. And then one day... Uh, one of the DJs was sick or something happened and was like, ah, we have no one for this slot. No one can cover it. Erica, you're on. And I was like, me? Little old me filing the papers? <laughs> and then I, uh, they liked my spur of the moment show and I had fun with it. And then they gave me a regular weekly show spot. And so that's how I got involved in the music scene and met a lot of great people through that. And um, through meeting people there, I sort of 
wiggled and wound my way and ended up playing in different bands and doing some backup dancer stuff and just that's how I started recording my own music in that sort of time and was part of the lollipop echo park scene during the kind of good years of that um and so I ended up playing in a ton of projects that were making no money but were amazing art experiences with people I really loved very very much and all of my job kind of credit experience that you know they're like stay in school you'll make the big bucks the big money Mm -hmm. like suddenly I have you know over a hundred grand in college debt and um you know looking like oh I can't even get a pizza job like I like I can't make it happen like this place is expensive and I like felt so committed to all these art projects that I was doing that I could just never get like a stable lifestyle set up and that just the stress of that and then my neighborhood started getting really dangerous because they were trying to clean up Skid Row and um, I ended up leaving the radio station after I'd been there doing a show for four years, we ended up kind of pulling the plug and being like, all right, let's pack, let's, you know, hit, hit the high road. And so then I was like, man, and I just had like a nervous breakdown one day and called my mom. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Ah, what a, wow, my God. And then I just like, basically less than a month later, like packed up all my stuff and drove across the country and was like, okay, I guess I'm back now. And that was December 2016 after being out there for five or six years. Yeah. And so I've been back for kind of a while now. You've lived a full decade, the last decade of your life. Yep. Old as shit. <laughs> um, still getting away with it, you know. And so then I had the Bunny Money Dark Years where Bunny Money was born. I was My old project was Kid Sister Erica. And that was kind of more rock art driven. And I was like, well, I'm not going to put a band together, sure as hell now, and didn't really want to go down that path of putting together a group of people to organize is a big fuss. And so then for two years, I just had like my own little isolation thing where I like didn't see or talk to anybody, but I was just like on the internet for 16 hours a day and doing a lot of tarot cards and making a lot of like video art and so video art and internet culture is really a lot of bunny money and sort of refocusing as an electronic project and I was still producing my own tracks in the early days more heavily and then I kind of just trickled down to wanting to do a more mainstream kind of pop sound so lately I've been doing the mixtape version of song making which is fun because it reminds me and kind of circles back to tv writing and everything's the bunny money show and i like that that kind of loops back around that way and so yeah the dark years and then my friend linza who i've known forever um lived in fayetteville and i started going to visit her sometimes and then i ended up living there for a year and a half and then I again moved back to Huntington like the last week of July, just a few months ago. 
and I'll probably just like hang out here now for the foreseeable future. It's almost like this town has a damn gravitational pull, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm extremely glad yep. you're back in town. Yes. For one. Yes. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. It's been a real uh, grand new sunrise on life, and I'm so overjoyed to connect with cool people that are excited to do stuff. And I really feel like it's a beautiful new season and chapter and kind of energy surge for Huntington. I think there's just a lot of really great creative people now that are able to kind of click and connect on making things um, in special new ways. I don't know. I'm excited for our community to grow. Yeah. God bless the community, man. That's the thing about Huntington that I've always Mm -hmm. enjoyed is there's multiple things you can do, multiple people. And if you can't find that, you can start doing it your own damn self. And, oh, yeah. And create it for yourself, which is pretty freaking cool. Pretty freaking cool to me, guys. Sounds pretty cool to me. Hey, guys. You want to take a little break and then come back and then do, like, a pop culture catch-up or something? Hey, bunny money. Would yeah. you stick around for some pop culture catch-up? Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, hell, hell yeah. yeah. We'll Y'all be- sit tight. We'll be right back. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. We are joined by the beautiful, the ever-so-talented, Bunny Money. And it is time for the Pop Culture Catch-Up of, of the, the Week. week. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was massaging my upper boob area. You be massaging your, your taters. I'm sore. Not and my that's okay. taters. And that's okay. <laughs> Do you want to kick it off, friend? Well, yes. And then you chime in real quick because it's very exciting for both of us. The Wicked Casting the Wicked Casting. The Wicked movie has been in development for about 42 years. years. <laughs> I still don't fully believe it's going to happen. But allegedly, if it does... I think if Ariana Grande is signed on, it's going to happen. Yeah, we have Ariana as Galinda. We have Cynthia Erivo as Alphaba, which I'm extremely excited about. Tell the children about Cynthia Erivo. Well, let me stretch real quick. So, <laughs> Cynthia Erivo won the Tony for Color Purple. All you have to do is look up her Tony Award performance. On the broadcast. She's incredible. And she's gotten, like, major acting gigs since then. She played Aretha Franklin recently. Oh, I didn't know that. She played Harriet Tubman pretty recently. She's and now, now she's about to play Alphaba. How prestigious. Yeah. Very prestigious. Cynthia Erivo is a goddess. Ugh. And I'm here for it. Cannot wait. What do we think? Are we excited? What do you think, Erica? I'm pretty stoked. I think it'll be good. I think Ariana's a good choice for Galinda. I mean, she did very campy children's television. She's very high energy. She's a very talented singer. She did Broadway as a child. I mean, I think she's a great casting for that role. I think she'll be a lot of fun. Of course she's worked with Kristen (laughs) Chen with many times, the Mm -hmm. original Glinda, so that makes perfect sense. Do I smell nepotism or, or honest talent? I don't know if I'm smelling like Dear Evan Hansen nepotism, but we're smelling something. The Dear Evan Hansen, oh, come on, <laughs> come on. Bunny Money, do you have any, what's your relationship to Wicked? Um, That was my first Broadway show I got to see as a teenager. I did the local GSA program and they oh, put us. Oh, what year? Uh, I don't know. Oh my god, that's 20... so funny. 
2005 or six, Time I guess. Oh, I saw Wicked at GSA, but it was the touring group in Washington, mm, the touring company in Washington, D.C. It's a great show. I think it's a really great show for teenagers, especially. I mm-hmm. think it has a lot of really positive messages. Um, and it's, I don't know, I think it's uh, one of my more favorite recent-ish modern musicals. I enjoy it. I'm stoked on the movie. I'll and go now see we're it. See it on the silver screen. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait. I've never seen it Wicked on touring or Broadway or anything like but that. But you're familiar with the the cast. I know the recording. soundtrack back and forth, baby. Yeah. And also I've I mean, I read plots eventually to like very in depth plots. Oh yeah. So yeah. I'm interested to see it because there's a lot of uh, hot takes about Wicked, too, as well. Are there some hot takes? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, the first act is great and the second act sucks. <laughs> Plot-wise, well, no, plot not that's song That's absolute wise. fact. That is 100% solid fact. I want to see it for myself. As you should. And here we are. And I'm going to. And here to. we are. That's going to be exciting. Do you think we should be Glinda and Elphaba for Halloween I don't. Year? I love you. I don't. <laughs> but, what it, but if we did, who would be who? Oh, I would be Elphaba. Yeah. You're a happier person than I am. <laughs> You're more optimistic and bubbly. You're very, very much more bubbly than I am. I agree with that. Yeah. But I also agree that I would, like, burn a complete bridge with Oz and just say, fuck everybody. Well, there's a little bit of both of them and both of us. And isn't that... For good? That's for good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's for good, bitch. That's for good, bitch. <clears throat> okay, what are we doing next? We're, we're actually going to head on over to the Catral Corner. Which is a very fun corner to be. You wonder why we started the episode with an acapella version of the Sex and the City theme song. Well, strap in, girls. Take it away, my good It's been a big week. It's It's been been a a big big, week. A couple of weeks. Um, Kim Cattrall said, fucking just like that. I'm doing just fine without Sex and the City. She sure did. Mama's got two gigs, and they're both reboots, right? Isn't Queer as Folk a reboot? Queer as Folk is definitely a reboot. What else is she in? And she's also going to be in the reboot of How I Met Your Mother, which is How I Met Your Father, with Hilary Duff. She is playing the older version of Sophie, which is her character, Hilary Duff's character, and Kim Cattrall's character. If, you, if you're not familiar, okay, so like, I'm not a How I Met Your Mother stand by any means at all, but I am going to watch this. But And I did watch How I Met Your Mother, except for the last season, because I got so pissed off with it by the end. Mm. But... It's told in like a narrator point of view where it's like the main character Ted is talking to his children and it's like what he's talking about is flashback. And that's what we, the audience, watch is these stories unfold. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have Kim Cattrall, which is interesting because she's going to probably do a little voiceover. It's totally a voiceover thing. So she's stealing Carrie's gig. Oh, she really is. She said, when is that girl, Sarah Jessica, going to leave you alone? (laughs) Oh my god! I'm so happy this Mama is, is booked exciting. and blessed, and you know yes. it's just out of spite. And um, I really hope one of their shows premieres on the exact, in, at least the exact week, if not the exact date of and just like that. When does that premiere? And just like that? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Did you watch the trailer? I did. What do you think? I don't know yet. I don't know yet either. It's it's a it looks like an accurate tr- taste of what we're gonna get, but I don't know yet. Do you think Miranda's gonna be gay? People are speculating. Hmm. What's your hot take? <laughs> hmm. Miranda, if you look at her outfits, <clears throat> has always been a gay woman who sleeps with men. 
And I think that we're just going to sort of go further down that path in the new show, God willing. It looks like Carrie has like an NPR gig or maybe a podcast. I was going to say, I think she might have a podcast, which is really funny. Taking the, maybe Mm -hmm. the article into pod form is really interesting, especially with her narration of Of it course. Are you a Sex and the City person? A little bit. Yeah. Not a full-fledged stan. I've dipped my toe in the sex in the city a little bit. I, uh, you know, I enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's Wait, fair. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, looking at, well, looking back, it, it, is, well. <laughs> it is very problematic. <laughs> Completely. And I'm sure they fixed those issues with this new uh, reboot, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. Knock on wood. We'll see. Maybe they'll have women writers on this version. I believe they do. That'd be <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, thank God. I believe That'd they be do. That'd be different. Yeah. Yeah, we're good without Darren Star for the moment. Mm-hmm. For the time being. You take a step back. Get back, Jack. You I watch- think it's nice that uh their age group has such a sassy mm-hmm. uh fun type of content to enjoy. Like and a lot of people of different ages and kind of crossover demographics. I think it's kind of surprising and nice looking at our cultural landscape that that has become such a legacy uh, show movie franchise. Absolutely. You know, they've really spun that out. That was always their goal was like showing women in their 30s, which are not women in their 20s. They want to make that distinguished. They, very, very, they were yeah. supposed to, wait, in season one, they're supposed to be in their 30s? Yeah. Absolutely. I thought they were always like 40 something. No, but that's. How old are they well, now? Samantha was always older than the other ones. Yeah, Samantha was always a little older. I remember like in the early seasons, like I think Carrie. That 35th birthday episode wasn't too far into it. It, it was wasn't. Like I don't know what season. So I want to say definitely two or three. How old is SJP now? How old is SJP now? <laughs> 31 years old? That's not true. That is not That's true. That's not accurate. <laughs> hey, Wrong. Siri. Hey, Siri. She's, she's 69, probably. That's my guess. <laughs> That's hot. But I think 56. That, what 56. a bitch. Yeah. She's 56. Well, I just wanted to say the number 69. She's she's a 420 six. year old. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Wow. I cannot wait for this reboot to drop. It's going to be so messy. It's soon. It's going to be so soon. It's going to be soon. Either way, um, I hope I wish nothing but the best for Kim Cattrall. I hope the girls had fun. I hope the girls had fun. That's all I can say. When I saw Willie Garson in the trailer, I did get a little emotional. It fucking sucked. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, I, I hope they dedicate every episode to him. Me too. I'm sure they will. At Me least too. one. Damn it. I hate this. Anyway. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> you watched a movie recently, didn't you? I don't venture out um, into pu- into the theaters often, but when I do, it's going to be for the new Wes Anderson. And that's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. The French Dispatch was resplendent, in my opinion. Tilda Swinton gives the performance of a lifetime. It is the best showcase, well, second best showcase of Tilda Swinton, aside from Suspiria 2018. Oh, All my LGBTs listening know what I mean. <laughs> um, no, the French Dispatch is so good. And Francis McDormand, Timmy Chalamet, it's amazing. It's like a, an anthology. Mm-hmm. And it's all of these different stories that take place within a publication called the French Dispatch that um, Bill Murray helps run. He's like the of head course, of it. Of course, Bill Murray helps run. Yeah, I mean, him. <laughs> his bond with Wes Anderson is... The likes of which the likes of which we haven't seen since Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. I, I want to break them up. You want to break them up? I want to break them up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cause a rift. 
You're going to get into Wes Anderson's head with some bunch of nonsense. Yeah. It's so good. You do see Timmy Chalamet's ass for like 0.5 seconds, which I do recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, French Dispatch is great. Good. Yeah. Great. Um, it's very fast. I do want to see it again. It's definitely like a two-timer because everything like flows into the next part like so abruptly and so quickly. Oh, that but it's nice. But it's artistically done and it's very nice good. for my ADHD brain. Yeah, it's very ADHD. Keep me interested. It's an ADHD experience through like a beautiful pastel palette god bless good luck god bless wes god bless this wes okay we have something troubling to talk about next well hey on that note it's something i didn't know existed you go for it well it's that demi wand oh the demi wand about bunny money what is your guess at what a, a demi wand would be. I did tell her prior. Okay, she well, told me <laughs> that it's for Demi Lovato. Okay. It's, I like that. It would, if it was specifically, it's specifically for Demi made for her <laughs> oh, yeah. for their um yeah. their undercarriage. Clitoris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Demi Lovato's coming out with a seventy nine dollar um, vibrator called the Demi Wand. Do you think that's a good price, Becca? Well, what I do you wanna, think you're going to get for that price point? What kind of experience? Small. I want to look it up, actually. So let me see. For that mm-hmm. price point, the Demi Wand, because I haven't even, I mean, like, maybe I looked at it for a second. What color is it? Are there colorways? It's assorted, right? Okay. This is strange looking. It's like pocket sized. I wouldn't really this say This is her wand. face compared to the wand. It's like, it's a very small. I wouldn't have called wand. it a wand. It's like... I'm not impressed. It's like the size of one's hand from bottom of palm to tip of the finger. For $79, I, I mean, think you could do... I think you could get a better deal. You're just paying deal. for the name. I think you could get I will say, though, I like the carrying case it comes in. That's Look, cute. looks like a, a small vibrator's version of like an AirPod case. It looks like... You could have called it a Polly Pocket vibrator, and it would have been the same. Like, picture that. That's kind of where's what it the poetry is. in that? Oh, well, no yeah, poetry, that but ex- alliteration. That is quite an expensive thing that that they're selling. My well, goodness. good for uh, them. We watched the, the their alien show in the bar not too Did long ago. Did you? How was that? It's really fucking weird. Yeah. They were like on a table, and they got. It was almost like watching Get Out, you know, where they're because it's a hypnotizing thing. And it's supposed to bring back all these memories of their abduction and everything. And, uh, seems fake as fuck to me. I'd rather watch Kristen Stewart's ghost show. Does she have one? She's about to come out with one, yeah. These girls, these edgy, these edgy people coming out with ghost shows. What is that? I don't know. I don't know what it is. What is that about? Yeah, uh, get you a Demi Wand if y'all want. Not sponsored. Not, Absolutely no, not the opposite. Sponsored. <laughs> They're giving us money to shut the fuck up about it. Actually. Uh, okay. The real drama. The real drama. The real drama. Brittany Christina Barcelona, as you said. Brittany Christina Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> the girls are fighting! 
thing. The girls are funny. Well, first of all, Brittany is freed. Hello. Welcome Brittany's back to the pod. Hello, we haven't been on the pod since she's been freed, but guess what, bitch? She's free and she's on Instagram and she's angry. She's and on I Instagram and she's letting the girls know a thing or two about themselves. God bless. Tell you that much. Oh my gosh. Erica's always posting about Britney Spears and her newfound freedom too. So I feel akin to you in that way. Thank you for fighting the Britney fight. I really love Britney. I'm really happy for her. Absolutely. Me too. Just unbelievably happy. But but <laughs> freedom comes at a price, Christina Aguilera. With freedom comes a price, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> title about. I just, what do you know about it? So what do you know about it? I mean, I don't spinning? know much. I saw the video that was circ- circulating around pro- uh, Pop Crave uh, of, I guess, Christina was doing a red carpet interview this week and was asked about Britney's freedom. And her publicist stepped in and said, no, we're not doing that. And then Christina said, yeah, I can't talk about that, and turns around. And then she turns back around to the reporter and goes, I'm really happy for her, though. And it was just weird. It was It was a very weird energy. Yeah. Earlier, like a couple months ago, a few months ago, like after the documentary came out, Christina did a... a a whole Twitter a thread. Sing a tweet. In support yeah. of Britney. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm so confused about yeah. this. Yeah. So like, she must have gotten trouble from her publicist. There's, that means, that just tells me that there's like a business backdoor situation she's not allowed to talk about. Oh. There's some sort of legal thing. Red flag is what that says and suggests to me if Christina's publicist was right there, but then she like on her own decided to turn back and like, add anything um she may have i mean there's been a lot of things over the years i mean if hollywood's a slippery dangerous place who knows who christina's you know doing projects or this or that situation with i mean and when's the last time they talked i mean it's just a very complicated situation i think people assume that they were like best friends always but i think beyond being on that kids show together and then like on red carpets together sometimes i think there's a lot of pressure on them to be like bffs of the scene because you came up at the same time but i think that might be a tad unrealistic i don't know if that's how people view it though because there has been so many like times where they've done like the comparing things you know so it's well that's it like Like, but like of course i remember Oh, God, what was it? It was, like, Britney Spears and one of those, I want to say, like, Kevin Federline videos or something like that. But, like, I don't know. It seems like they've had beef for a while. Hmm? But I don't know. Has Britney said anything about it? I don't think I've seen her post anything, though. Maybe. Britney? Yeah. About other the than that stuff? one thing just the other day. Okay, well, what was that? Remind well, it was me. just that video of Christina on the red carpet. Did Britney post that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. I've yeah, she had a caption week. with it. That's that's what this whole what the caption said. That's what this whole thing is about. Oh. I don't have it pulled up. I thought you knew. Let's well, go back. I, I no, I knew about the video. I just didn't know Brittany had posted it. So she that's, did. She had a caption oh. with it, but it was on her story, so it's gone now. What did the caption say? I can't remember. It was something. Oh like, well, that would sure I'm color sure it's things. Screenshotted somewhere on the internet. That be- is vital to yeah. know because of vital. all that. There's been, like, some Christina stuff coming out, like, how she's not been, like, a kosher person. Oh, Mary J. Blige has had it. <laughs> <And> yes! <laughs> she said, <clears throat> she reached out her hand for me to kiss, and I said, oh, it's like that. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. 
Interesting. I put it on the unpetty Instagram story. That's kind of a weird move. Yeah. But shit. Okay. Well, fuck. Damn. The drama. I just I just wish the girls would get along. I wanted her to get out. I was reading that Christina thread, and I was like, let's do a collab as soon as she is freed. What if Britney gets messy? What if she's like the new Azalea Banks now that she has her phone back? Can you imagine? Like, what if everyone's like, oh, no, three months from now, like, fuck, Britney. Oh, no. (laughs) She's on live again. You see Britney saying faggot on an airplane like Azalea? You let me know. Oh, no. Producer Aiden came in hot with the goth. So when Britney Spears posted the video on her story, the caption was, I love and adore everyone who supported me, dot, dot, dot. But refusing to speak when you know the truth is equivalent to a lie. 13 years (gasps) being in a corrupt, abusive system, yet why is it such a hard topic for people to talk about? I'm the one who went through it. All the supporters who spoke up and supported me, thank you. Yes, I do matter. A lot of exclamation points within that as well. Wow. Interesting. So vague, though. I don't know hmm. what, what exactly she was supposed to speak up on, you know. But yeah. Who's to say? Hmm. Who's to say? Weird. <clears throat> yeah. Well, got, we'll keep an eye on that situation. 100%. Jeez. You've got Benefer back together. You've got Christina Britney Beef. You've oh. got, um, what, bucket hats? People are wearing bucket, bucket hats, hats again. What year is it, girls? <laughs> My God. Feels like 2002. All over again. And it's again. hot in her. That's the year that song came out. Mm. Fun fact. That was a good year. Speaking of songs that are coming out. Uh-huh. That's a good segue. Adele's new album came out. Can we talk about it? Yes, you we guys. can. I know the dolls have been waiting for it. I shouldn't say it's, dolls. It's her best album yet, I would say. It's so good. Yeah. It's a full journey. Uh, it's vulnerable. It's beautiful vocals. It's production like she's never had before. It's a little bit experimental. Um, there's one song in particular called All Night Parking that sounds exactly like an early, like, Frank era, like, Amy Winehouse song. Oh, I'm just so obsessed with it. Is that the one where she cries? No, you're probably thinking of My Little Love, which is the song she sings to her son. It's like a lullaby, and it's got, like, voice recordings. I loved that her son was on it. It, uh-huh. it, it reminded it was so me of sad. Will Smith. <laughs> When he used to have Trey Smith on the Big Willie style album. I just okay. like when the kids are included. It's fun. I love when the kids are included. <laughs> the kids are all right. I only listened to the first, like, eight songs or something. I'm missing four towards the end. But I was really feeling myself, feeling my feelings earlier today. And the shower hung over listening to Adele. Have it's you heard so of Bunny? I've heard the few radio tracks that they've been pushing. Um, I think it's well done. I've enjoyed some Adele uh, over the years. I think she's talented and lovely. Absolutely. Talented and lovely. Talented and you heard her first. All right. Key <laughs> tracks for, for me personally yeah. include My Little Love, All Night Parking, Oh My God is incredible. Love is a Game, which is the final song, is an instant classic. It's incredible. It's anthemic. And I feel like I'm leaving one out, but it's very good. It's a great album, start to finish. Can't recommend it enough. God bless. God bless. Shall we move on to our final topic of the evening? What is it? Well, Pete Davidson done it again. Oh, I guess he did. He bagged another... 
But did he, or is it PR? I don't know. Bunny Money has a very interesting theory on this. Let's throw it over with a a Pete Davidson, Kim K update. This is Bunny Money. Well, I've (laughs) got to start by saying it's not really my theory. I just saw it on TikTok and then repeated it to you. (laughs) But it is a cool thing. But, I mean... I could see them being a really great couple together and having a lot of fun. I stand. I'm highly supportive. I am looking forward to it being featured on the show. I'm a Kardashian super fan. Uh, I enjoy Pete. I'm very excited about this. I am too. Um, and I'm so sick of just like the eye roll that was all the Kanye headlines. Like, yes, give me some Pete. Just, you know, show me an outfit and make me go, oh, yeah, that's nice. You know, that's the reaction I want. That's the energy I want for Kim's life. But there is the controversial other side where they're, like, clearly a PR setup. You know, there's a lot of blind items, a lot of suggested gossip Mm -hmm. and things that, it's just uh, they've been wearing a lot of Skims clothes and taking seemingly posed paparazzi photos. You know, the hand grab, iconic. Um, but who cares, you know? I think maybe he's just being supportive, you know? Get the bag. I think it'll be great for them all. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a brilliant career move for Pete, if it is PR. Um, but I just want Kim to be happy. And he's a goofy ass, so I think he'll make her happy. He's got that BDE, you know? Yeah, he really do. Absolutely. He he do. I think there's a trend going on with the Kardashians, so I think it's real. I think the Kardashians are going through their tall, lanky, tattooed man phase. We've seen it with Kourtney. We're seeing it with Kim. They're in a new era, and can I also say, I wholeheartedly stand Kourtney and Trav. This is the happiest she's ever been. (laughs) She is just blooming as a fashion icon in her own right this season. She just seems to be smiley and having fun, and I'm happy for her. Her, like, neck-length bob that she's been rocking lately. It's great. She looks so good. She looks great. So beautiful. She's a doll. I I stand. I ship them. I hope that they have a real good run. I really do. (laughs) Absolutely. Mason, Penelope, and Rain deserve... A great stepfather. Oh, they're going to learn and be exposed to so many different kinds of art and music things. I think it's going to be really great for them. Those kids really lucked out. They're in a great spot. Good for them. So many sick drums, uh, drum fills that Mason can learn from Travis. Travis barkering up the right tree this time around. Right, Courtney? (laughs) Hey, thanks for this from the producer. (laughs) Sweet. Well, hey, kids, hey. that's our pop culture catch up. But uh, we we're going to be it. right back with our sing it with me. Iconic pop culture moment of the week. Be that's right good. back. Welcome back, kids. It's time to sort of look back into the archives, the vault of, of pop culture. The vault. The vault. It's time for our iconic pop, pop culture moment of the week. week. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Take that, Christina. Wherein we sort of pick a time in pop culture, a moment of, of any era that has stood out to us in one way or another. Am I going first? Yes. As, as the cis man, of as, course, I, yes. the white cis man, I will be <laughs> taking the first spot. So I'm going to throw it back to a little date you might have heard of. I'll throw it back <laughs> to a little date. <laughs> Called uh, May, I think, 21st, 2010. 
we're a McDonald's, right? Stay with me. Okay. McDonald's, in in conjunction with the DreamWorks movie Shrek Forever (laughs) After, published (laughs) four Shrek glasses. Oh my god! Which two weeks, two swift weeks later, were recalled for dangerous, (gasps) dangerous levels of cadmium. I didn't know this. Oh yeah, babe. They're apparently very rare if you do find one. Um, They're worth a lot of money these days. They came in uh, Shrek, obviously, Donkey, uh, Puss in Boots, and Princess Fiona. Oh, my Dangerous, dangerous levels of the metal cadmium. Um, (laughs) Sam, excuse me, my partner and I did see some at Goodwill Mm, a couple weeks ago. We're pretty sure it's the exact ones. Um, it is illegal to sell. <laughs> really? It is illegal to resell. Um, they said, hey, go to mcdonalds.com slash glasses to find out how to get a refund. Damn. Yeah. Recalled dangerous Shrek glasses. I'd still buy them and just like put my makeup brushes in them or something. Absolutely. Toothpaste brush. You know, yeah. Tooth- <laughs> put them everywhere. Flowers. Toothbrush glass. Tooth- to- what did toothpaste you say? Toothpaste brush. Toothpaste brush. You know, every morning you get up, piss, take oh a shower, my God. use your toothpaste You're brush. Done. God damn it. I, I think we should throw it over to old buddy money Erica right now. What's your iconic pop culture moment of the week? Uh, I had reality shows on the brain and Y2K fever. Yes. And so it got me thinking about a little show called The Simple Life. Oh, oh yes! Starring you really did it too. Paris and Nicole, but specifically the episode and the moment slash incident where they were out uh, staying with some countrified family in the middle of nowhere, oh, and these guy. sort of older teen, I guess, boys were really being exactly so rude, so rude, and uh, just really making themselves look like fools. And I like that Nicole said, Hey, you're not gonna call my friend Paris stupid ever again, you. Trash boy, monster. She went off on them. Yeah, and I think that's where the kind of popular photo caption of them is, where they're sitting on the interview couch, and they're like, "And that's the day you learned you don't fuck with me." Yes. (laughs) And so I just really love that moment of sisterhood, genuine. In, in the real. Yeah. Fuck Galinda and Alphaba. That is the true example of sisterhood right there. Paris and Nicole for Paris the Wicked Paris and movie. Nicole. Guy that is facts. such a good one, Bunny Money. Simple life. That wow. is such a good one. Incredible. Keep love it simple. simple Keep, Keep it simple. simple. Stupid kiss. I love the season kiss? where they were like going to different locations every episode. Mm. And they went to like a nudist colony and did like naked Zumba. That's hot. That was hot. That was hot. A lot of good episodes. I really, really enjoy that era of reality tv a lot for sure well hey girly i guess that means it's my turn what you got well you know what's funny is like i have all the information except the actual title of the thing that is my iconic pop culture moment of the week lucas is gonna have a reaction to this so there was a a documentary on hbo that came out 2004 and it is about 
the four four big musicals that were nominated for the 2000 award Tonys. And hang on, wait, wait, wait. I just gotta look this up here and talk about it. Talk what you know about it for a second. Show Business, The Road to Broadway. Okay, thank you. That's what it's called. It's a documentary that my little theater gay ass rewatched so many times in high school it was only right to bring it up today i can't believe this you really gagged me that is my iconic pop culture moment of the week because it was just so influential on my little musical brain heart. it really was <laughs> it covered wicked avenue q taboo and taboo and, and carolina change yep I'm I'm going to read it straight up. Here's what it is for the people that don't know, because you have to look this up if you're interested in musicals at all, because it really went in depth. It's a great documentary. It's so good. It follows the four high-profile productions that would eventually become Tommy, Tony, Tommy? (laughs) Tommy winners? Let's win a Tommy this year, boys. Tony nominees for Best Musical of 2004. Um, As we mentioned, Wicked, Taboo, Avenue Q, and Caroline or Change, digging behind the scenes, the cast and out-of-town previews to the suspenseful-filled Tony Awards. Show business provides an engrossing look at the inner workings of Broadway musicals, listening into critics around the dinner table, interviews with the creators, footage of rehearsals and openings, all combined to make this one most entertainment docu- one of the most entertainment entertaining documentaries and dramas about the world of musical theater. I. When they were at the Tonys, mm-hmm. this is how, this is how I know that Avenue Q won the Tony in 2004 because of this documentary. It's burned in my brain. Oh yeah, absolutely. When they won the Tony and Wicked didn't, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "Oh, I know. bitch, what the fuck?" Never has there been a scandal like that before or since. They, it's so cool. They really like. They showed how you. Um, what is it called when you're gunning for the award Campaign. campaigning yeah. i've never really seen how campaigning works before and the avenue q people just like mm-hmm. went with it and my fun tidbit is that if you watch it closely nicole byer from nailed it is in there she's a little interviewed person she's just like a teenager it's chubby so teenager cute. like me it's and so she's sweet just, i think she was like uh, in early college at that point maybe yeah but um she saw taboo the show taboo yeah. had which is the boy george musical yes that it Rosie had a very produced. <laughs> yes it had a very um dedicated like cult-like fan base mm-hmm. it was like a cult movie of a musical and nicole byer was one of them yeah. and she was interviewed outside the theater at the very last performance before it closed. Absolutely. It's so cute. And she's just so happy about it and full of love for that show and theater in general. And I came away from that musical or that documentary the same way. I was like, I was inspired and that really started my uh, my big love musicals, kind of. Like, I mean, yeah. there it was hit and miss there, but I was like, yeah, we're going to go all in on this world a little bit. It was such a well done documentary. Yeah. Change people's lives. Carolina changed people's lives. Okay, well done. Well, <laughs> hats off to you. <laughs> but that's it. That's that's our iconic moments, I guess. Right? That's our or, iconic moment. Wait, real quick, just real quick question. What's everybody's favorite musical? Just real quick. Sweet Charity. Sweet. That's Charity. That's a good one. Yeah, okay. okay, work. I like the Fosse. Yeah, absolutely. Version. The whole, like mod. Uh, the sets and the costumes. It's wonderful. It's a really inspiring production. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Rebecca? Oh, mine is Company. Steven Sondheim's Company is my favorite. That's a great one. What about you, And you, Lucas? 
favorite musical. I'm going to have to think about it harder, but for the time being, I'm going to go with Pippin. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Not what I thought you were going to say, but okay. I get I get it. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it was the first show I saw on Broadway. I saw the revival the week before they won the Tony. <gasps> I had just graduated high school. Um, what a I loved the original cast recording and the revival cast recording. The music is so good. I love how meta it is. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Pippin for me. And it's it. about getting the bug. It's about what? Getting the bug for arts. Absolutely. And I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, yeah. They even made a joke in the revival where they were like, because arts are the first to get defunded or something mm. like that. And everyone laughed. Yeah. They everyone like, laughed or else they'll cry. And they said, ah, oh, clever, clever. Yes. Yeah, Pippin's great. I highly recommend it. All righty. So we're wrapping up here. Do we want to do some plugs here? Yeah, thank you everyone so, so, so much again for listening and yeah. joining us once more. This is probably our Thanksgiving episode. So I guess it is. I'm thankful to... for each and every last one of you. That's what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. We're, no, I'm saying that we're so grateful. Well, it's this white man, so we're I got both. to say it first. <laughs> exactly. Because mm-hmm. this is America, baby. Yes. Hey, Bunny Money, where can the people find you? Where do you want them to find you? Um, in the back alley. Absolutely. But you know. I'm on the internet uh, socials as at B-U-N-I-B-I-G-M-U-N-I. Yeah, it's Bunny Big Money. We can uh, find you on streaming as well, right? Yep, find I'm on music. the YouTube and the Spotify and all the internet stuff. And at Loved by Erica. Oh, yeah. I do that, too. (laughs) Check out the fashion. The fashion. Yes. Um, You can find me at BrokebackBecca on Twitter, Instagram. And where can the girls find you? The girls can find me on Twitter and IG at LucasTried, L-U-K-A-S-T-R-I-E-D, LucasTried, because I do try. You can also email the pod and reach out with any advice, questions, life questions, iconic pop culture moments of the week that have affected you. Reach out at unpettypod at gmail.com and find us at unpettypod on Twitter and IG. And I think, and if it's okay to say this, if you have any petty moments... Oh, yeah. Reach out and tell us a petty moment. Maybe someone was petty to you. A petty moment that you happened to do to somebody else. Would love to hear that. Email us. We love to learn from the mistakes of others. Please write in. Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) and of course, thank you to Exclaim Records, our producers. And happy birthday, producer Aiden. Happy birthday, hot producer Aiden. Get in here, here, buddy. Say it. Hey, guys. How are you feeling now that you're 24? Um... And that was our Good, show. I Thank guess, you so yeah. much. <laughs> oh, hell, 25 is going to take me. No. No. That's the 25 as, that's, that's as much as we let him talk. <laughs> that's the gag. And an ultra special thank you to our guest, our sewing fashion designer extraordinaire. Pop princess. Our rapstress pop princess from L.A. No. <laughs> Slash WV. No. no, thank you so much for being here, Bunny Money. We appreciate you and love you so much. Everybody knows Bunny Money is a West Virginia girl. That's right, baby. <laughs> WV304 all the way. Hell yeah. Yeah, thank you all for having me on On Petty. It's been a real delight. We love you so much. Thank you. you. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right, all right guys. have a lovely Thanksgiving to all who celebrate, and we will see you 
next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>